All right, welcome to the Fantasy Football Last Call podcast. My name is Joe Bond, founder of Fantasy6Back.net. With me back in action this week is Jeff Lambert, uh, going What's for up, two.com. What's going on, man? Not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, last week I got stuck building my daughter's bed, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Bad. I actually finished it today. That's how impossible oh. that thing was to put together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a, geez, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean obviously uh, i during the week i'm busy as hell with retail so you know this is like the busy week for retail but yeah oh, I, course, i've been yeah. spending it earlier today oh man yeah i don't uh i'm glad i'm past those days of building <laughs> beds for now i'm guessing i'll have you know once i get older they'll they'll want more and more stuff but for now i'm, I'm good but uh I mean, so we are at halftime of the Ravens and Browns game, and it's not really much of a fantasy game here. A bunch of field goals, lots Unless of turnovers. Um, yeah, I mean the defenses are doing well. bunch of bunch of turnovers, bunch of interceptions on both sides, and yeah, it's just kind of an ugly game. A lot, kind of a lot of ugly football today, and we'll get to some of that. So uh, let's just let's start with one of those ugly games. Yeah, one of those ugly teams. First ugly team that first ugly game to start off here with the Bengals beating the Steelers down forty-one to ten. Uh, Big Ben brutal twenty-four for forty-one, two season three, a touchdown, two picks. Uh, also had two fumbles and lost one. Uh, Damian, I'm sorry, Damian Harris, Najee Harris, eight for twenty-three, three for fourteen through the air. Not so good there. Deontay Johnson, pretty good PPR game, nine for ninety-five. Uh, Friar Muth gets his touchdown, so he obviously was a good tight end for you, four for forty. Other side, Burrow was not great fantasy-wise, but super efficient. 21 for 24 for 190, one touchdown, uh, a pick. I believe he also ran for a touchdown, too, so he probably did pretty well for you in fantasy. Mixon had a monster game, uh, 28 for 165, two touchdowns. Uh, he had, what, four catches for negative two yards, something like that? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> crazy. I was, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, did I read that right? And yeah. then I was like, how do I type this in the notes? And the uh, crazy thing is, is, I think that the negative two yards may have been one of the biggest plays because it was an interception. I don't know if you saw the play or not. The, the oh, Steeler that's right. Play he like, yeah, he like jumped over and stole it from him. That's right. Back. That's right. Yeah, I so do remember that. It was and the best right, negative bro, two yards rush in for touchdown. I missed that in, this, in the stat sheet. Yep. And then Higgins. Higgins monster game six for one fourteen in a touch as well. So really, the question here is Mixon. I know you know me and you were in that uh, crab cakes league, and he went. I believe I took him in the fourth round. No one wanted to touch Joe Mixon, and all of a sudden he's blowing up right now. Is he a top three back rest of the season? You think? I mean, I I don't see how not. I mean, you you look at obviously you know we're looking at Jonathan Taylor. Uh, possibly Eckler mixed in there. And, you know, we're going to get to this later, but obviously Dalvin Cook got banged up today. We, you know, Derek Henry's out. Uh, Najee Harris is kind of going in the wrong direction. That entire Steelers offense is, unfortunately. I mean, Nick Chubb just isn't really getting it done, not to that not level. Enough, yeah. um, Christian McCaffrey's out again. Uh, not that he was even performing at top three level, in my opinion. I mean, he was going to be maybe, you know, easily top 10. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think with Cam there, things are limited with him. But, you know, he got banged up again. Zeke. Kamara's been out. The nine injury. Kamara's been out. But that offense isn't top notch. Mixon's been killing it. Um, you know, the the last, you know, all season long, right? I mean, we're looking at, at running backs for all season long. He's number three. Yeah. Uh, behind Taylor and Eckler. And, um you know, he's 
honestly, he's catching Eckler at this point. So it's uh, I, I, I don't see any reason why we couldn't see him be a top three, maybe even yeah. number two behind Taylor the rest of the way. I would like to see them use him in the passing game a little bit more. I mean, Mixon has been a, has been a pass catcher in the past, and they have been using him as much as they were, you know, in recent years. But I think overall, I think he's still getting that crazy workload. I mean, 28 carries today for a guy that was, quote, unquote, injury prone coming into the season. Uh, yeah. They're not worried about him getting injured for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of on pace for targets with what he had in, like, 2019 maybe slightly behind his target share in 2018 when he had 55. Uh, so he is getting used. It just doesn't seem like it. it's it's because his usage in the running attack, in the run game is so much higher than it has been. I think everybody's just focused on that. And, and and I have too. I had to kind of double check it because I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. He hasn't getting used. But, I mean, he's just he's killing it right now on the ground, especially as of late. So, um yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I am. I will say this one thing before we move on to the next game. I am. I'm off Jamar Chase, man. Like, if you can trade him, you know, if your trade deadline's open, like maybe just the name moves still at this point. But yeah, he's been struggling. Yeah, you think he hit the rookie wall? Uh, or did teams just are, now start to scheme for him? I think I think teams are scheming for him. I mean, I think eventually he'll figure it out. It might be till next year at this point. Yeah. He's going to have a few games here and there, of course. But I think overall, um, if you want something more consistent, you're going to need to to move Jamar Chase. Agreed. We do have a uh, a comment there in the chat. I don't know if you saw that or not. Oh, uh, I did. Sorry. Uh, so from Shane Clark, will Chubbs get over ten points today? PPR. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I'm he's in his right now. So at half, he's at 1.8. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They're, yeah. uh, they're obviously splitting carries right now. Him and Hunt, four and five. He's actually behind. He's got more targets than Hunt, which is bizarre. Uh, I don't see it happening tonight. I, I mean, if, yeah, if the defenses keep playing the way they are, then yeah. no, unfortunately. I mean, you just have to hope they get down there and, like, he falls in the end zone and maybe rushes for another, like, 30 yards beyond that, It's you know, somewhere. Yep. I think it's kind of the hope at this point, but this is a total defensive game here. Yep. Uh, we do, do have another one, too, here from Shane as well. Is Pittman fading or just the past couple games a fluke? I don't think he's fading. He was targeted heavily today. Yeah, um, no, I think he was, too. And... Yeah, you know, I'm trying to look at his stat line today. I'm trying to pull him up here. Pittman, he saw 10, 10 targets, only caught four, though. But, I mean, his target share is so high. I mean, he is the the weapon in that passing attack. You know, you know obviously, you know, Doolin or whatever his name is caught the touchdown. So did Hilton. But Pittman's a guy who I think, you know, I, I still trust to, to do very well the rest of the way. Agreed. I mean, he's still the top target in that offense. and he's By far. Yep. Yeah. He's a red zone threat as well. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think Pittman will be fine. I mean, he's, he's got Houston next week, so you're definitely firing yeah, him that's up. Yeah, that's a get-right game for sure. Yep. Uh, although you would have said the same thing about Jacksonville. I mean, it went 571, which eh. – I mean, yeah, last, last week was the Bills. That's tough for anybody. And then, you know, this week just – he just didn't score. I mean, he yeah. saw plenty of targets. But, well, I think that Bills game wasn't that the uh, Jonathan Taylor game. <laughs> they didn't need to throw the ball in that game. That was no, his yeah, they threw the, the yeah, they threw the ball very, very little in that game for sure. So, all right, let's move on to the next game here. 
All right. Speaking of the Colts, the Colts lose today to the Bucks, thirty-eight to thirty-one. Brady 20, twenty-five for thirty-four, two twenty-six, a touchdown and a pick. The story here is Leonard Fournette uh, with seventeen for a hundred, three touchdowns on the ground, seven for thirty-one, and a touchdown through the air. Uh, Gronk uh, has a huge game here, seven for one twenty-three. Uh, on the other side, uh, Wentz, 27 for 44, 306, three touchdowns, uh, did have two picks. Jonathan Taylor, uh, 16 for 83 and a touchdown, but really didn't get it until the very end of the game there. Uh, and Jack Doyle makes an appearance here at 6 for 81 with a <laughs> touchdown. Uh, really, like I said, the story here is Fournette with his four touchdowns. I mean, who saw that one coming? Uh, nobody. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't predict those types of games, but uh, yeah, he, he had a monster game. I mean, they, a, a lot of them were like, Really, you know, it was all goal line work for the most part. Um, so, you know, good for him. I, I'd say the the other kind of notable stat line here, and in, in you meant Gronk, right? I mean, seven for one hundred twenty three. I mean, he paced that passing attack. the The receivers were shut down. Yeah, um, I think definitely worked. Bad one, kind of shocking. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you know we'll obviously get better days from from Godwin and Evans uh, down the line. But uh, next week, though to note uh they're expecting Antonio Brown back so yeah that throws another little kink in there I mean Brady's been better with both Gronk and AB in there so yeah uh, I'm kind of looking forward to getting Brady back to being Brady from early in the season for my Scott Fish yeah. team right in time for playoffs let's do it <laughs> um but yeah man well, on, the the there, oh, on the other side of things there oh sorry on the other side of things with JT uh you know, with his usage, I mean, they went pass happy early. I mean, they were passing the ball like every down it seemed. They forgot that he had Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, I guess, until that Again, last drive. I mean, yeah, crazy. I, I started, like this game was on red zone nonstop because uh, I mean they were just up and down the field the whole game. Um, and every time I was watching it, I was it's like Carson Wentz dropped backs and passed. Carson Wentz dropped backs and passed, and I was like, it's like what the hell? Why do they? I feel like Jonathan Taylor hasn't touched the ball. And I went and looked at the stat line and like middle of the, you know, right, right near the, the end of the third quarter. And I was like, Jonathan Taylor has eight carries. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> what? Like, and they were leading the majority of this game. Yep. And even when they, like, even when they weren't leading, they weren't behind by much. Like you yeah. use your best player, right? Haven't you learned this lesson, Frank Reich? Like, my God, what are you doing? Um, and then, you know, I look at, you know, when I'm writing this down, I'm like, he finished with 16. I mean, I knew he touched the ball a lot that that one drive in the fourth quarter where he ultimately scored. Yep. Jonathan Taylor is or did, but I was like, that means he touched the ball. He got he got eight carries on the final drive or the next to final drive for them. The final drive was, you know, uh, like nothing for them. But anyway, yeah, that's I, I just it's mind boggling what Frank Reich does like. I know he likes Carson Wentz and thinks that Carson Wentz can like go win him games like this, but no, yep. your mo is run the ball down the throat with Jonathan Taylor and it works. You know, yeah, scored pretty easy in that one drive. They used him. I now, remember I what you did Buc against Buffalo, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean the Bucks schemed against him. They were putting five men down, you know, to yeah. stop. Him. But I mean, it's, it's still Taylor. You still give him the ball, and and you at least got to make them be honest. I mean, the fact that you know that play action fake doesn't mean much if you're not giving the ball to Taylor at all. So. I think it yeah, was a mistake. It, it, yeah, big mistake. But I mean, we'll, we'll get better days from Jonathan Taylor ahead. Obviously, I mean, he didn't have a terrible game. Obviously, you know, it just wasn't anywhere close to last week. Nope, definitely <laughs> so, not. Uh, All right, let's, next uh, game. I, 
Go ahead. Actually, I want to see, let's skip ahead to this Titans Pass game because we do have a question from uh, Bob Dole who actually came on our Sunday morning show and asked us, I believe the question was, do I start Foreman or Hilliard? And we obviously gave the wrong advice. <laughs> Look, uh, we said it, though. We don't totally know. Um, the it, the advice was go Foreman because you had to figure that he was going to get more carries, and he did. Hilliard just broke the long one and scored. Yep. I mean, there was no way to predict that, um, but uh, I still think it's Foreman. You're going to see when we go through the stat line here that Foreman saw 19 carries, Hilliard saw 12. So you go with the volume. How many targets did Hilliard get? Because that was what he had last week, 10 targets, I believe. That's why I liked Hilliard. Um, Hilliard Blah, blah, blah. I need to pull up the stat line. I don't think they were targeted very often. Foreman saw one, Hilliard saw two. Okay. So they, they, they weren't used. Like the ball wasn't like they only threw the ball 21 times and it was spread around to everybody. Nobody saw. Nobody caught the ball more than twice. So, yeah, um, Hill has eleven completions. So that's definitely a <laughs> not not, <laughs> not good. a good thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, thankfully they were able to run the ball today, or this would have been an even worse score than it was. But um, yeah, Bob, I think just unfortunately, um, just it just didn't fall in your favor, man. Like, yeah, just, the wrong guy scored. That's all you can say. That's pretty much all it was. Yep. So definitely. Um, all right, let's go ahead and just mention the stats here. Obviously, Tannehill, 11 for 21, 93, a touch and a pick. Not great. Hillier, we just mentioned, had 131 and a touchdown. Foreman had 19 carries for 109. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akini had two for 25 and a touchdown. He was their number one receiver, I believe, on the day. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy. Uh, Mac Jones has a very efficient Patriot-esque type quarterback day with uh, 23 for 32, 310 and two touchdowns. Stevenson and Harrison basically split carries there, 9 for 46 for Stevenson, 11 for 40 and a touch for Harris. Uh, and the star of the day was Kendrick Bourne, uh, 5 for 61 and two touchdowns. Uh, other than that, other than those two running backs, I mean, there's not much to talk about here, right? I mean, it's pretty much typical Patriot stuff. You yeah, know? not really. I mean, you know, split backfields for both of these teams. Um, you know, Bob brought up this big nickels of factor after he comes back from the concussion. Possibly, honestly, like you mentioned how Hilliard could get used in the passing game. I think that could be where McNichols actually makes mm-hmm. the biggest impact. So that makes me want to lean more toward the foreman side going forward anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be tough to to really guess correctly every single week with with these teams because that's just the situation we're in with these guys. There's a lot of teams like this right now. So, Yep. All right, let's move to the next game here, Dolphins and Panthers. Dolphins take this game 33-10. to 10. Uh, Cam Newton plays terribly, 5 for 21, 92 yards, no touchdowns, uh, two picks, did run one in. Uh, Christian McCaffrey went 10 for 35 and had one target, but then he got hurt. Uh, DJ Moore had a big game, four for one hundred three, but I think sixty four of it came on one play. So he you're not really very early too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, on the Dolphins side of things, Tua twenty seven for thirty one, two thirty and a touchdown, very efficient. Uh, Gaskins six for forty nine, but he did have two touchdowns. So that's definitely a plus there. Uh, Jalen Waddle really proving me wrong. I was not high on Waddle uh, coming into the season, but nine for one thirty seven and a touchdown. He's definitely proved me wrong. He's been one of the better, more consistent receivers of late. Uh, but the story here really is on the Panthers side of things. You got bad cam showing up. You got CMC hurt again. 
what do you look for in this Panthers offense going forward here? Um, we need Cam to not throw the ball to the other team as much. Um, <laughs> I mean, five for twenty-one. I mean, look, this is this is what unfortunately you get with Cam Newton. I mean, I was really high on Cam Newton this week after you know last week. You know, looking looking pretty good. Um, you know, and you think the floor is normally pretty high with him because of the rushing and he mm-hmm. gets in the end zone and he did, but I mean, he just ruined it. And then some with his passing or lack thereof, um, he does this, like he tries to like force the ball down the field. He, he doesn't, he doesn't use his best weapons in Christian McCaffrey early. Like, I mean, McCaffrey was like wide open a bunch of times and he did, we wouldn't yep. dump it off to him. Um, he wants to be the hero. Yep. And he ends up, you know, ruining it for his team. And then he got, he got pulled, and PJ Walker pulled PJ Walker and sucked. Um, <laughs> although he had a better passer rating than Cam Newton, not saying much. Yeah, uh, I had a better passer rating than Cam Newton today. <laughs> I didn't even leave my couch. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Jalen Waldo, though, um, I don't remember where I had him ranked. I I feel like the big mo for him though was like look we knew the talent was there but we weren't sure what the quarterback situation really was you know we weren't really sure how Tua was going to perform yeah um and then you also had to remember that you know then it was it was a crowded receiving court with fuller and parker and you know gasecki was still there and you know you knew gaskin at least last year was heavily involved in the passing game but he parker's hurt fuller we don't know um and Gaskin isn't getting used in the passing game as much as last year. Yep. So Waddle's just turned into this beast. And yep. um, yeah, I mean, there were, yeah, I mean, there, I, were, there were legit, there were some people saying that Waddle was the better pro prospect than Devonta Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I think I wrote in one of my articles uh, this week, cause I had Waddle as one of my values in DFS, but uh, in the last four games and now I think five games uh, with Tua, if Tua starts and finishes the game, Waddle has at least 10 targets in all of those games. So that connection is pretty uh, pretty strong there with Waddle and oh, Tua. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely good stuff there, man. All right, let's move to this next barn burner of a game. Uh, the Giants beat the Eagles 13-7. to Jalen Hurts uh, finally really – I mean, he really – he was terrible today. There's no other way to say it. Uh, he pulled 13, Cam Newton. Yeah, 14 for 31, 129, no touchdowns, three picks. Uh, did have eight for 77 on, on the ground. Uh, Boston Scott, 15 for 64 in the touch, you know, got that touchdown and stole everybody's mile standards, you know, frustrations once again. Uh, on the other side, Daniel Jones, 19 for 30, 202 in a touchdown. Barkley, 13 for 40 uh, on the ground, four for 13 through the air. Galladay, 3 for 50. So not many great numbers there that you're really excited about in fantasy. Uh, and really, the, what I want to talk about is Jalen Hurts. I mean, Ryan McDowell's put out this thing every week now where he's showing how many quarterback ones uh, they've had each week. And Jalen Hurts has been at the top of that list with 10 quarterback one finishes this year. I think uh, Brady and Cousins have seven each. But uh, he was terrible today against a defense that was a decent defense. But, yeah, that was just brutal. He should have been able to do much more. I'm not really sure what happened here. And look, my notes went to the running game. And that's kind of where I can, you know, analyze Jalen Hurts, right, is he threw the ball 31 times, which was weird. Like, this game wasn't even close to a blowout. Um, nope. It was a three 
three nothing game at halftime. Then the Giants scored a touchdown in the third, but still ten to nothing. Like you stick with your game plan. Yep. And they were forcing the ball downfield. Um, their only drives that were actually doing anything were the ones where they were just run, 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 run. And then, of course, Hurts kept throwing interceptions in the red zone. Um, but, he, you know, the the last few games, they ran the ball, I think, upwards of 50 times. 50 times each, yeah. And today uh, was 33. And, of course, you know, they didn't have the ball as much. But, you know, I'm looking at the last few games for Jalen Hurts as far as passing attempts, right? 24, 23, 17, 14. I'm pretty sure all of those were wins. So outside of maybe the Chargers game. Um, so, I mean, what does that tell you? Like they need they need to utilize this run attack. And I don't know if it's because they didn't have Jordan Howard, but they decided that they weren't going to run the ball with Miles Sanders either. And I know he got a little banged up, so maybe that has something to do with it. But, I mean, he still played – in the entire game, I believe. Uh, but he only, he only saw nine carries. I mean, he was very effective every time he touched the ball, 7.1 yep. yards per carry average. Like that's, that's really, really good. So, um, a week I, after I, he had 16 carries a season high, they decided, <laughs> Oh wait, let's use somebody else now. <laughs> this is like, this is like what happens with Frank Reich and Jonathan Taylor. It's like, Oh, I forget what actually works. And we're yep. going to go do the opposite. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't get All right, that. enough on that fantasy nightmare of a game yes. there. <laughs> Let's move to uh, the Falcons and the Jags. Uh, Falcons take this one 21-14. Matt Ryan, 19 for 29, 190, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, Cordero Patterson, 16 for 108, 2 for 27. He also had two touchdowns on the ground. Mm-hmm. Russell Gage makes an appearance here with 6 for 62 and a touchdown. Uh, on the other side of things, Trevor Lawrence uh, has 228 passing yards, a touchdown and a pick. James Robinson, 17 for 86, 3 for 29 through the air. And uh, and uh, Marvin Jones, 4 for 43. I had a great one-handed catch, but that was basically yeah. highlight for, the, for that team on that side <laughs> of the ball. Yeah. Uh, but really, the really thing, I heard the stat on Red Zone when I was watching that the Falcons hadn't scored a touchdown in 27 straight drives. Uh, yeah. And the quarter, pa- quarter passing comes back, and all of a sudden they're scoring like crazy all of a sudden, it seems. I mean, it's also the Jags, so that has a little bit to do with it. But, yeah, it was, uh, you know, good to see Patterson get back in here and just be what we've seen all year long from him. He's just he's just been effective every time he touches the ball. He's just running with a purpose. Um, you know, you want to see him get more involved in the passing game, but, hey, you'll take 16 carries for 108 and 2 anytime. Agreed. What about you, your thoughts on uh, Mr. Kyle Pitts, who struggled the last couple of games now? You know, um, on Thursday's show, Fantasy Six Pack Hour, I did it with uh, Davis, or we did it on Wednesday, actually, but um, Davis Pang, uh, we did trade trade targets, um, or we did, sorry, we did fantasy, like, football schedule analysis, you know, for, you know, playoff time and stuff like that, and um, we, when we got the tight end, we said, you know, somebody who you could potentially look at selling is Kyle Pitts, because I think the name carries for him still. Yep. I think that's slowly fading away, um, but I think people are still looking at Kyle Pitts. And, um, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. I rank him high every single week, and I kind of look at it, and I'm like, I don't know why I keep ranking him high every week. He's not performing. But then you look at the guys you're ranking him over, and you're like, 
well, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, it's it's a it's a crapshoot, but like he's just except for those two games in the middle of the year at this point. Yeah, um, he's been it's that, it's that upside that you rank. Yeah, you. I mean, it's the it's the volume he gets, but he's not. He the targets are there, you know, but it's just it's, he's just not turning it into anything, unfortunately. So. Agreed. Anything else in this game you wanted to touch on? Um, no. Let me, let me ask you this really quick with uh, Trevor Lawrence and the way he's played so far this year. If we were to redo the draft, the rookie drafts this past year, is Trevor Lawrence still the number one overall quarterback taken in rookie drafts, you think? I think so. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to look at Mac Jones and say, you know, he's been the better quarterback. He's in a much different system, much different team. The Patriots are actually good (laughs) Um, maybe not like a juggernaut offense but he can play safer right and he's got a coach who actually knows what he's doing (laughs) I don't think anybody thinks Urban Meyer actually knows what he's doing Um, and so you know he's dealing with not a lot to work with that offensive line is atrocious the receiving core is maybe Marvin Jones and Chenault has disappeared no idea what's going on with him um you know, I mean, look, what well, you probably would have said, we probably would have been talking similar stuff about like Peyton Manning years, you know, years yep. ago after his rookie year, and a lot, a lot of really good quarterbacks, they they struggle that rookie season. Yep. Um, I think Herbert kind did, of kind of spoils a little bit last year with his rookie season the way he again, played. Again, though, he was also on a good team. I mean, yep. you got to forget, you know, everybody just doesn't, you know, think about how how good of a situation he walked into. Yep. You, you give somebody like that. You know, a fairly decent offensive line. Uh, you give him Mike Williams. You give him Keenan Allen. You give him Austin Eckler. Okay. The Hunter Henry in the tight end last year. Right? Uh, like, <laughs> the pretty good Trevor team Lawrence team. has nothing. He doesn't even have one of those guys. <laughs> yep. So, like, it's it's really hard to do comparisons. Jacksonville just really has to draft really heavily to on offense this next year to – get guys around him or, you know, make trades, do something, get, get him a receiver, um, get him some offensive line help for sure. Yep. And then, you know, yeah, build a defense so that not everything is on his shoulders while he's still learning the NFL game. I mean, that's really, maybe get a coach to do that. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Not one that goes, <laughs> Oh man, I really underestimated this NFL thing. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> All right. The last early game that we have here, uh, jets take the beat the Titans 21 to 14. Zach Wilson has a terrible game, 14 for 24, 145, no touchdowns in a pick. Uh, Tevin Coleman leads the ground game here with 16 for 67. Uh, Ty Johnson is at 6 for 42 on the ground because I thought yes. he had a – Yeah, I, I thought he was going to be the, the passing target, but he really wasn't. They didn't really saw one target. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Yep. Uh, Elijah Moore, 4 for 46. On the other side, Tyrod Taylor, 7 for 26, 158, two touchdowns and a pick. David Johnson, 10 for 39, basically a David Johnson kind of line. And then uh, Cooks does save his day there with the touchdown, but only had three for 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, takeaways here, it, with without Michael Carter, the return of Wilson, what you got for the Jets side of things, anything at all? It's kind of the worst nightmare that we could have thought because you, you know, everybody's been talking about how good Elijah Moore has been with backup quarterbacks, right? And then backups of backups quarterbacks, right? Like it's been, it's been a bunch of nobodies back there. Um, 
and Elijah Moore popped. And, you know, you were thinking, okay, Wilson gets to come back. And, yes, I get it. It's his first game back after injury. But he does get the Texans. So this is a – not you know look, and the Texans' off defense, by the way, has done very, very well the last few weeks. So yep. they're not a total, you know, cakewalk team. But they are a defense that I think most teams, more weeks than not, will do pretty well against. Maybe you didn't expect, you know, 40 points from the Jets, but – I was hoping to see a little bit more out of Elijah Moore. Like he did, he did get eight targets. It's just Wilson's bad. Like he's not, yeah. he's not accurate. Um, he makes really bonehead plays. Like he, the, I think it was the interception. Um, he's he's flipped like, it out. He just flipped it. And is the running back thought he was going to take off and run. So the running back turned around and started blocking. And then Wilson threw it at his back and the defender tip drill, like got it. And his back. It's just kind of crazy. Like, I, I don't really – Wilson seems like one of those quarterbacks and, and that needed a year to sit and watch. Even Somebody. sit and watch Joe Flacco, right? Like, I mean, Joe Flacco isn't great by any means, but he's a professional quarterback, and he's been around for a while. So yep. learn from somebody like him. Like, learn to slow it down and you know, just – get the speed of the game, but he, he doesn't look ready at all. I mean, you're talking about redoing the draft. I don't think Zach Wilson goes where he did. I don't think Trey Lance goes where he did um, either. I think yep. Mac Jones jumps over those guys. Definitely. Anybody. And Lawrence goes still number one. Yep. And as much as I didn't want to have Mac Jones right now as a four downer fan, I wish I had Mac Jones. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> kind of little, little early to say that because we do haven't seen much of Trey Lance yet, but the way Mac Jones has been playing, I think, man, I wish I just we don't think, him. I mean, and you've seen a few, you, you've seen a little bit of Trey Lance. Like he's just not really, um, he's just not, he's not ready either. He's not ready either. Um, I got to plug in my laptop. What the hell's going on? Getting ready to lose your battery? Uh, yeah, give me give me one second. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yep. Yeah, we're good. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, good to go. Technical difficulties are almost. Uh... <laughs> All right, man. Late afternoon games. Let's finish things up here. Um, Chargers and Broncos, and this one was a, a bit of a shocker. I, I didn't expect. Uh, I think I think a lot of people expected the Chargers to walk into Denver and, and take this one fairly easily because the Broncos have been, you know, struggling pretty bad here. Um, Herbert, uh, twenty four for forty four, three or three, two touchdowns and two picks. Eckler, um, twelve for thirty one yards on on the ground, six for sixty eight receiving and caught a touchdown. Allen, seven for six, seven for eighty-five. Sorry, Mike Williams, four for thirty-nine. So Mike Williams uh, goes back to being Mike Williams. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, eleven for eighteen, did get banged up for a little while. Uh, missed uh, probably the whole second quarter. I feel like just about. Um, but one twenty-nine of the touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, Melvin Gordon, seventeen for eighty-three. Uh, Javante, uh, Javante Williams. Um, 14 for 54 and a touchdown caught three for 57. So a good game from him. Um, I mean, look, it's, it's the same old story with Denver split backfield guys. That's not changing at this point. Right. I mean, yeah, we all, all the Javante Williams fans had a little bit of hope because Melvin Gordon got hurt. In that first I know game. like right away too. And then he and came, he came right back, back in. Um, <laughs> And again, you know, same typical story as we just kind of said, Mike Williams fading away. Um, unfortunately, 
you know, he he got <laughs> you weren't here last week, but I, I mentioned how the very first drive of last game, he was targeted four times, caught four for 40 yards, then didn't see a single target until that bomb on busted yep. coverage. So like, everybody's looking at the final line be like, see, Mike Williams is back. Like, no, no, no. Go watch the tape. Go see the game log. It wasn't the, it wasn't a good game from him, honestly. Um, you know, the thing that kind of look at here is like, look, Herbert is really not playing good NFL quarterback football right now. He's very erratic. Um, he's been inconsistent. Um, any any worries here with, with him going forward? I think. Th- I mean, if I'm a Chargers fan, a little bit. If I'm a fantasy football player right now, I don't care. I mean, this is one of the situations where quarterback and our NFL and fantasy are totally different. I think if you watch Herbert play, the eye test says he's not playing very well. Then you look at what he's doing as fantasy points. He's still getting his fantasy points. I think he's still going to be fine in fantasy. And they're not going to be benching him anytime soon. He's their future. He you know, had an awesome rookie season last year. He's been good at times this year, so you're not too worried about him you know, getting benched or anything. I just think he has to work his way through it. You know, second-year player, you know, second-year quarterback, sometimes they struggle. Teams start to scheme for them, figure out their tendencies. Um, so I do think Herbert will be fine in the long run. And as far as fantasy goes, I think he'll be fine as well. Yeah, I mean, I, we were talking before the show, uh, and I was looking up the, the numbers, and I, and I use fantasy data a lot to do some research. Uh, go and check them out. They, do the, they have great uh, stat databases here and, and search tools. If you go back like the last four or five games played uh, for everybody, um, he's like the number one quarterback. Even though he's had some kind of dud weeks, that just kind of shows like how inconsistent quarterback play has been this year. I mean, we've yep. seen Tom Brady be way up here, and now he's kind of here. right? We've seen Aaron Rodgers up and down. We've seen Mahomes kind of all over the place. We, everybody's everybody's kind of all over the place right now. So it's it's tough. You just got to roll out your, you know, your guys and – it's all for the best at this point. I mean, good yep. luck figuring it out every week. Uh, I do have a quick question here by uh, Truman. Up by 40 against the number one dude in the league. He's got Russ and Terry McLaurin left. Do I take the W? Kind of think you do, unless Russ actually shows that he can play football again right now. Yeah. Like, he's been he's been real bad. Um, I, you know, if he puts up another, like, 10 to 15, I mean, you need a lot from Terry to make that up. So, yep. I don't I don't think it's happening. So. Uh, I, I agree. In pretty I good shape. I mean, I think you're good. Yeah, it's going to be close, but I, I think you're in good shape. Um, next game here: Rams and Packers, and this was a fun one to watch. Um, Packers take it, 36 to 28. Stafford 21 for 38, 302, three touchdowns and a pick. Henderson 16 for 55, and I believe he had a receiving touchdown too. You might be uh, right. Yeah, I'm trying to look that up here real quick while you're doing while I'm talking here. Um, Cup kind of got involved late more than anything, but seven finished for seven for 96. So, you know, he's kind of salvaged a PPR day. Um, uh, Van Jefferson, I kept wanting to say Jefferson Jefferson. That's why I hesitated. <laughs> Three for 93 and a touchdown, caught a real long one there. And then uh, OBJ, five for 81, and caught a long touchdown as well. And, yeah, Henderson caught four for 18 and, and got in and the end zone with down. one of them. Got, took a hit too, man. Got smashed. Um, on the Packers side of the ball, Rodgers, 28 for 45. Not super efficient. Uh, th- finished 307 with two touchdowns. A.J. Dillon, even with Aaron Jones active, uh, took the bulk of the carries there and kind of expected that, honestly. 
20 for 69, 5 for 21 in the air, and a touchdown for Dylan. Aaron Jones only finished with 10 for 23, so not not very good for Aaron Jones. Um, Devontae Adams, 8 for 104, and then uh, Cobb, 9 for 94, and a t- 4 for 94, and a touchdown. So a very good day for him as well. Um, I mean, where to start here? So, like, there's a lot to unpack here. So starting with the Rams, I mean, they, they've obviously, you know, they've struggled here pretty mightily the last few games. I believe they've lost three in a row now. Three in a row, yeah. The Titans, the 49ers, and the Packers. I mean, you can kind of say, okay, the Titans are are doing pretty well. The Packers, fine. I mean, to lose to the 49ers and the way they lost to the 49ers, no offense, man, but, like, they got blasted (laughs) by the 49ers. And I know they're banged up all over the place, especially on offense. Um, Or, sorry, I'm I'm thinking of the Titans. Um, You know, I I know they lost Woods. um, And and there's now reports out that Stafford might not be super healthy either. Um, But, I mean, what do we we think now – with the Rams who, I mean, yeah, I mean, Cup's still kind of getting his. Stafford's been struggling here. Henderson's before this game uh, was kind of struggling. I mean, what do we think with the Rams going forward? Are they going to get it right? I think the Rams' issue right now, and they even today a little bit, I mean, they tried a little bit more to run the ball. Uh, but early in the season, they were running the ball a bunch for Henderson. He was getting monster workloads. And I think the Rams have kind of gotten away from that, kind of like they did when they had Todd Gurley in this, you know, the twilight of his little career in, with the Rams. They stopped running the ball, and they became too pass-happy, and that's what I kind of see right now is they think that, you know, Stafford throwing the ball 38, four times a game is the way to win, and I don't think that. I think Henderson needs to get more of a workload. They need to play a little bit more ball control and and play that way instead of just trying to air the ball out constantly and, and win that way. So I think from an NFL standpoint, I think they need to just run the ball. And from a fancy standpoint, they're still doing pretty good. Uh, OBJ showed up today. You know, he got a touchdown. Uh, one long play really is what. Yeah, so 50, fifty-four. I mean, same thing for Van, seventy-nine yard play. Um, you know, but I mean, hey, Odell saw ten targets, so I mean, there's yeah. there's something there. Um, I mean, I I liked I liked the move for him as a as a slight upgrade coming from the Browns. I mean, how can you not? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm still not a huge OBJ believer. Uh, I still think he's kind of a virus for whatever. Like, you know, he's going to start chirping at some point if they're not winning games and he's yep. not, you know, going off. Um, so it's, I guess maybe if they start winning, he'll shut his mouth, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> um, just wanted to say uh, thanks, Hollywood, man. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you listening. Um, Checking us out. <laughs> um, last game here on the slate Vikings 49ers and 49ers take it again I think what this is four in a row for them right four in a row yep we're actually yeah, back there uh, back in the playoff race looking good man 34 to 26 over the Vikings uh Cousins went 20 for 32 238 two touchdowns both the Thielen and a pick um Cook went 10 for 39, caught six for 64, and went out with a shoulder injury. They're saying dislocated, dislocated. shoulder, but he's going to get more imaging uh, done tomorrow. And so they'll know the extent of like any damage done. Um, so in the meantime, Madison, seven for 21 in the touchdown, didn't really look that good coming into the game in, in, his, in his place. But I mean, 49ers are playing pretty tough. Uh, Justin Jefferson, four for 83. And uh, Adam Thielen, 5 for 62 in those two touchdowns. On the 49ers side of the ball, Jimmy G, 17 for 26, 230 in a touchdown and a pick. We had uh, Elijah Mitchell, 
27-133 on the ground and a touchdown. Looked real good. And uh, his backup <laughs> running back, <laughs> Debo Samuel, 6 for 66 on the ground and two touchdowns. Uh, one reception for 12 yards. Um, the unfortunate thing there is Debo has apparently injured his groin. He was seen like very distraught on the sideline. So that makes me feel like something. We're going to get some bad news here, unfortunately. I hope not. I think. I, I'm I hope really not. hoping not too, man. That's my Scott Fish team, man. That's the yeah. only one that I have any hopes in left anymore, it feels like. Um, the latest, the la- latest news I heard is that he wasn't – he didn't himself didn't think it was too bad. So, I mean, players uh, always say that, though. So Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it's not. Um, and then Ayuk, three for 91. Um, I mean, is Ayuk? So I, I got two questions for you. Is Ayuk like a legit fantasy starter now? Is he like at least wide receiver three territory for you? I think even with Debo playing, I think yes, he is. I mean, he was. It's it's an offense that's tough because they run the ball so much, mm-hmm. but they they've actually worked him into the offense. They actually had him on a reverse today. You know, they ran Debo one way and ran him the other way. He got a yeah, reverse. I saw that. So they are putting him in the offense now, and I do think he's got enough talent to be to be viable. Um. But chances are you probably have somebody better to start in this place. You only want to start him if you're in a tight pinch. I wouldn't. I put obviously for four territory, you know, flex optional uh, option when you uh, when you got the matchups that match up right. But uh, I think he's a starter when you need him. But I wouldn't put him in every week. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, I mean, he is looking looking good, um, but yeah, he's he's going to be inconsistent, uh, especially because the the lack of volume in that passing game. Yep. Question about Debo. Say say he's healthy. I don't look. I kind of liked them getting him involved in the running game when it was like kind of mixed in, but he was still being a receiver. Yeah. Now it's like they're just not even using him in the receiving game, which is bizarre. I mean, this dude was lighting it up earlier yeah. on. I mean, over a hundred yards, easy a game for him. It felt like. Yeah. And one catch for twelve yards. Like, yeah, that was a little crazy. Now last week I understood it because last week you know Elijah Mitchell was out. Jeff Wilson in the run look game very was good. bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but this, this week, week like, though, Mitchell, I mean, Mitchell was a beast. I mean, he was killing it. Yeah. There was no need to do that with Debo. And I mean, look, it works. You know, he, he got the two touchdowns. Like, fine, do the little like in the in the in the red zone type of thing. But I don't know to throw to throw Debo four targets and like get one for twelve. Like, uh, just something seems weird here and, I, and I'm kind of hoping they correct it. Uh, yeah. I think he helps this offense more when the run is just an extra thing, not the thing that he right. does. Agreed. Um, you know, Debo hasn't been the healthiest guy out there. And so to get him running with that much contact, that's going to like, he needs to get out open in the field. That's what he's good at. Yep. So I, it's very bizarre to me, but I, you know, you're a 49ers fan, so I wanted to get your two cents on that. Yeah, and for those those deep dynasty guys out there, uh, Jawan Jennings has got to keep a name on uh, mm-hmm. an eye on here. He actually had a pretty good game. Could have had a touchdown. His foot was just barely out of bounds. He actually did catch a touchdown. He almost had two. Oh, you're right. He almost, you're right. You're right. He caught one. Almost had two. Um, yeah. So he's a, he's a, a six round rookie pick from a couple years ago. He's been sort of injured on the practice squad a lot, but. He's a. We saw him make some pretty good plays today. So if you're in deep fantasy leagues, someone to kind of look at. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. That is it. I think we're looking at a thirteen to is it thirteen three or thirteen six. I, I lost my thirteen my, my three. 
We got 13-3. Baltimore is up. I think Mark Andrews caught a touchdown for the Ravens pretty early on in the second half here. So um, Marquise Brown has six catches for 38. So, I mean, not a ton of offensive product. Uh, offensive fantasy production here all around. Lamar's trying to salvage a day, but through those three early picks, so he's got he's got a lot of, a lot of long catching way up to do, man. Uh, but anyway, that is it for the show. Um, good luck, everybody, and hopefully uh, you did well this week and you continue you next on week. in uh, your Monday night and the rest of this game if you need it. See y'all later. See you.